What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Biddick, and I am a Kinda Funny best friend. And right now, Kinda Funny is actually doing their up-and-comer program once again, where you fellow best friends get to vote on someone in the community you think deserves a shot to work with Kinda Funny for a week, learn the processes, see kind of how the meat is made, right? And right now, I wanted to make a podcast that kind of highlights some of the best friends who want to be the up-and-comer. That way, we get to sit down, kind of know them a little bit more so you feel comfortable with your vote. Uh, right now, we are sitting with one such best friend. You may know him as Kind of Funny's gift master general or host of the Justin Editor podcast, but he is much more than Justin Editor. He is Corey Cudney. Corey, how the hell are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on. When you hit me up and told me about this, I was like, this is a, a really good idea. Like, it's the amount I'm of glad. people this year uh, are just astounding. It's it's amazing to see the the talent on display. Oh, yeah. People are coming out of the woodworks, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this show. I know last year it was it was such a new thing. People didn't really know like what was going on or how to promote themselves. But after seeing how well Chloe and Blessing did, I think a lot of people kind of really got motivated. So mm -hmm. I th I'm hoping this show kind of helps everyone kind of have some sort of collaboration and uh, straight focus with what's going on. Yeah, and I've there, somebody. I feel bad that I don't remember who it was. Somebody hit me up or responded um, to my initial post and was like, "Ah, oh, you guys are like knocking it out of the park." And I just kind of don't even want to do it. And I'm like, "Dude, like, do it." Like, I just mm -hmm. though I feel like the more amount of people to do it, like, just the better. There's literally nothing bad that could happen from it. It's amazing. <laughs> Exactly. I think it's been cool because I know Mario Not Bros has started doing his like campaign and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's got him to do more consistent content creation. Mm -hmm. So if anything, it's a nice kind of kickstart for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's definitely a good motivation for everybody. And it's like when I first thought about what I wanted to do and everything, I, uh, I was like, man, it's, it's early in February. It's definitely early. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And then now seeing it, I'm like trying to think in my head, like, all right, how can I continually like further this momentum um, just because it was absolutely crazy the support I got mm. and everything so I was like how can I carry this forward so just like you were talking about with Mario not bros it's it's even gotten me a lot more like oh, what else can I do I do the gifts but like there's got to be something else I can do so yeah and I think your pitch video was great which we'll definitely get to but <laughs> before you. we move on to that Corey for those of us who don't know you who are you yeah, so uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Corey Cudney. I am, my nine to five is an AV media designer over at Certain Affinity. We're a video game studio here in Austin, Texas. Uh, but outside of that, I am also known, as you mentioned earlier, Josh, is the kind of funny gift guy. Uh, most of the gifts that you use on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that um, that are kind of funny are something that I did. That being said, mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good ones out there that I didn't even touch. Uh, but I'm also, like you said, a podcast host with the Justin Editor podcast, where we like to bring on editors, producers, hosts like Snowbike Mike, which you already know. Mm -hmm. uh, but we brought on the editor for all the Captain America movies, all the Avengers movies, which was amazing. Thor Ragnarok. Um, I was a really good listener. kid movies. Uh, I freaking love it. <laughs> I love the uh, the Jim Everly episode. Was, it was amazing. Really cool. And he was actually the first episode I ever recorded was with Jim Everly and I was really like, yeah my heart was racing and it I think he was episode like three but uh yeah my heart was racing I was like man I'm throwing I hadn't I hadn't like hosted a podcast um before that in like I don't know three four years and so mm. to try to pick up and just be like all right I can do this I've done this before I'll host a podcast with this guy who's been in the industry for it was like 30 years or something like that. Crazy. Like right. he was on the edge of, of retirement when we talked. So uh, it was nuts. 
how'd you land that one? Because when I was hearing it, one, since it was episode three, it didn't sound like it was your first podcast in years, so you crushed it. <laughs> but like, how the hell did you get that connection? So it's it's actually crazy, and I'm... I always say this when I do my gift streams on twitch.tv slash Corey Kedney. Um, I'm, I'm never one to hold secrets back. I always like to bring people um, in on what I do. And it's literally, I can't remember how I found it out, but my secret's just IMDB Pro. So like, okay. and it's weird because editors have the same thing as like uh, actors and everything where they have their own little uh, agent who handles everything for them. Mm. And so it's really a crapshoot on whether I hear back from them. There's, you know, for every one episode that I've done, which I've only done six, um, mm. no joke, there's probably seven or eight other people I have contacted and just never heard back from or they were right. busy or or whatever. I mean, there's tons of editors that I hit up from TV shows to movies and, and I'm always looking for new ones. I'm in the like process of trying to figure out a season two of it, but okay. it is just... It's, it's tough. I, once I really sunk my teeth into his dark materials, there was like four editors, I think, um, that worked on the first season. I hit all of them up and I heard back none of them. So it's like, that's just what happened. So it's like, it's not even really a connection. I would call it like, I guess now it is because we tried it and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it was just me hitting them up saying, Hey, uh, I'm in the video game industry, but I love the movie industry. I'm an editor. I've been an editor for almost a decade. I want to hear, you know, these editors stories. Cause like nobody talks to the editor and like no, exactly. sometimes they do, but like not really. And it was like the, the stranger things editor who I can't remember his name anymore. And I feel really bad. Uh, he was my like dream first guest. I was like, if I can land him, that would be awesome. He's the first person I hit up because mm. Stranger Things does a really, really good thing with their match cuts. It's amazing yeah. to watch it. Um, they, they carry motion through cuts. They carry um, audio cues through cuts. And it's just mm. really well done. So they were who I wanted to do. Um, and since then, like I, like I was talking about, like the Jeff Fords and the Jonathan Sims who did all the uh, Invader Zim movies and mm. stuff like that. Uh, it's been crazy to get to talk to them. And it's, it's something that... Like everything else I do, and I kind of stole this from kind of funny, but it's something that I just said I was going to do on a whim. And then like, I had no clue it would actually turn into something. And then it like worked for a little bit. (laughs) Well, and I think that's a perfect example of kind of what we were talking about earlier with the content creation is you just did it. It was just, you just threw it out there and you got some hooks and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, that's one of the first things that like nobody does or a lot of people do, but not everybody does. And it's just like, if you want to do something, yeah, just, just do it. What's the worst Mm -hmm. thing that could happen anymore? What I tell myself is I'm like, okay, if I land this gig, awesome. It's amazing. Uh, if I don't worst case scenario, I'm at a good spot in life anyway. Like I don't, you know, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing detrimental if I don't land it. That was, um, when Tim hit me up for the kind of funny, uh, 2020 video and we were Mm. talking about it and stuff. And I was talking to my folks about it and I was like, I was like, worst case scenario, like I don't get it. And like, we're still like, I'm still really cool with the kind of funny crew. They still chill with me. Like, you know, nothing bad could happen. It's the same thing with the up and comers. And I I can't, Mm. I can't say it from the mountaintops enough. I love seeing everybody's like Nathan's and, uh, I think it's Andrew Cozina. I, I know his last yeah. name because he has such a good uh, I think, hashtag. I think it might be Alex. Alex. Oh yeah, Alexander. I, I, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I've got a, I'm scheduled him on Thursday. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I love seeing everybody's doing it, and it's like you like you were just saying and everything. It's 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 just the throwing the hooks out there and seeing what catches. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. 
It's been great. And and one of the things I really love about the Justin Editor podcast is, is like you said, it's no one talks to the editor. And, yeah. and like I'm I'm a film guy, I went to school for it and everything. So hearing all of the stuff, some people may think on the basis like, oh, it's super nerdy, it's too much, but it's it's awesome because that's the stuff you don't get to hear about, right? You like yeah. you really have to look for it. So like hats off for you for making that. Dang. Well, thank you. That's I mean, seeing you right now, like getting excited about it is is exactly what I wanted to come out of that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's and it's I like it because I like I mentioned earlier, I've been doing this for eight years now. Um, mm. And it's like I talk to these guys and I'm like, how how did you pick the font for Spider-Man? And he's like, I, right. just, I just use this font. And I'm like, OK, well, I would have thought Marvel like would have had licensing issues or something. Like, right. It's just it's all these questions that in my head, I'm like, oh, this is a huge logistical thing. And, and to find out that it's nothing is just super mm. interesting. I love it. It's so cool. And it makes it seem more attainable, right? Because like, yeah, just yeah. like, oh yeah, I just liked that font, so I just used yeah. that font. So like, I just oh, really liked using that I font. Could do I like Futura, yeah. so yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> so I guess with all this video work, you, you obviously know your stuff. How did you get into like making GIFs, working with After Effects, all the video stuff? Yeah, so when I was... 14 or 15, I don't know, 20, 2012 is what I always tell people. Mm -hmm. In 2012, okay. I was watching um, Achievement Hunter Weekly Update. Um, nice. It, and that's just Achievement Hunter's weekly news show. And I was like, well, heck, I can do that. I know, mm -hmm. I like gaming, I, I know that. And so I started filming it, and turns out editing way harder than I thought it was. I didn't yeah. even, for like my first like 10 episodes of this, 15-year-old me, I had my best friend write the episodes because I was like, okay. I'm not that funny. Like, I'll let you write it. <laughs> and so, like, we went, like, a few weeks with doing that, and I changed, pivoted to uh, Let's Play format because everybody okay. was doing Let's Plays in 2012. Right, right. And uh, so over the course of the next five years, I went from doing a 20-minute, you know, no-cut Let's Play, and then Funhouse mm. came along, and I was like, well, heck, I love the way that they're editing. Um, right. So my editing style turned way into Funhouse, where it was quick cuts. Here's just the joke, you know. Maybe you'll cut you'll cut in like the setup and stuff, so you can understand it. But uh, right. for the most part, it's just bang, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. There's none mm -hmm. of the boring parts. Uh, gotcha. Then I went to college uh, for film and mm -hmm. uh, did that. Got my little associate's degree. Um, nice. Out of that, I went into the commercial editing world at a news station in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, when I walked in, I didn't know anything about After Effects. I was just telling somebody this yesterday on Twitter. No kidding. I walked in. I was a premiere editor, and that was it. I didn't know anything about After Effects. And my producer at the time named Neil was like, it's fine. I'll teach you After Effects. It's cool. And mm -hmm. he taught me for like two days, and then I never got another lesson from him. And ended Perfect. up leaving like four months later. But, but through YouTube and everything like that, it, it really really came through and it was like just something that I was like oh this is like I still like Premiere and I love video editing and everything but mm -hmm. in a way After Effects even a little bit cooler like when you can oh, do sure. the stuff like I love it it's really cool mm -hmm. and so uh and even you know nowadays I still learn stuff all the time doing doing After Effects and everything mm -hmm. and uh then I think our next producer um his name was Ron he um, he just approached me one day and he was like, you know how easy it is to make a GIF? And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, to make a GIF, uh, it's super easy. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, come here, I'll show you. Because uh, he had just Googled how to make a GIF and it turned out Perfect. to be way easier um, than he knew. 
And so I was, he was a very, very basic video editor at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if Ron can do it, I'll try it out too. And it was around that time that uh, either Andy or Greg, one of the two, I think it was Andy, mentioned that if you looked up Greg's name on Twitter, the GIF keyboard, um, like one GIF really popped up. And that was the, Mm -hmm. I like little boys and they like me GIF. (laughs) And so Andy was like, for the love of God, if somebody can make a GIF or somebody can make GIFs, um, that would be awesome. And so I think it was like that week or whatever, I made one of Andy throwing a PNG of uh, 15 or all sorts of sports logo. Yeah, yeah. He showed it on the morning show. And from then on, I was like, this is amazing. I love it. And uh, Joey jumped on the train really quick and Andy and Greg and, and slowly but surely they all, you know, started really supporting me. And I was like, this is awesome because they could shut me down in a minute if they wanted to. Right. Right. And they just completely embraced it. And it's it's been something I say it all the time. But uh, there are, you know, a basic formula to the gifts of like, you know, the popping words or whatever. But also a great example is the one that I made this week, I think. Yeah. Monday, I guess. Um, mm. was the Tim Xbox logo. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I could just have Xbox pop on the word Xbox in the kind of funny font, but it would be way cooler if I have the Xbox like animation. And then right. I watch it and I'm like, well, they have like a 3D asset. It's very obviously a 3D ball spinning mm-hmm. the X towards the camera. Uh, I was like, well, I can mimic that. So I took the th- the 2D thing and then I just duplicated it and colored it and then had it like slowly leaving in the same angle vaguely and so i was like yeah that works that looks cool and it was just something uh kind of like we were talking about earlier that ties the whole thing together it was just something that in my head i was like i think i can do this i'll try it and so i tried Mm -hmm. it and ended up working out and in my opinion it it made the gif a lot better and so that's that's what i try to do with all the gifts is i just i just try to learn something from them if i think it's cool i'll do it and uh we'll try it out worst case scenario I make a basic GIF. It's fine. Like, right. And, and it's going to get used all the time. <laughs> yeah. Some of the basic gifts are the ones that get used the most. The one that like surprises me the most. I don't understand it because I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a best friend use it. Um, is the Nick wasted GIF where Nick does like a, this motion and I slow mode okay. it to make it look like he, you know, and then like he blew up for audio listeners. I was, I was making a gunshot <laughs> thing. And uh, and then the wasted GTA graphic pops up. That right, gift, I know what you're talking about. That GIF has been used like 10,000 times. And I've never seen anybody use it. So <laughs> I want one day to find somebody just using this. And I'm like, you're the one. Actually you're the, the guy. One. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy who uses it every single lane, every yeah. tweet, 10,000 times. Tenor, I love them to death. They're who I uh, upload all the GIFs to. I love them mm. to death. They're, they're a great gif hosting site except they don't give me analytics except okay. for when a gif will cross a milestone and then once i see that as like a notification it goes away forever so oh, sucks. yeah it's super weird and i contacted them about it turns out they're owned by google of all things and and uh, a representative got back to me and they were like hey Corey, we don't have analytics uh, except if you are an android user you can download our app and like you can see our analytics through the Android app exclusively. 
And I'm like, okay, well, you're owned by Google. That kind of makes sense. And right. I don't own a Google. I don't. I don't own a Google. I don't own an Android. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> if I owned Google, so many things would be solved. You know, I've heard if you get yourself one of them Googles, you're <laughs> set you for life. If you get a Google, man, you're way happier. <laughs> I don't have an Android, so I had my mom download the app. Right? Okay. I was like, I was like, I'm here for Christmas. Let's figure this out. I ever yeah. download it, and there's a disclaimer. I shit you not, that pops up and says. We will know, like, just to let you know, from now on, if you accept this, we know every key that you're going to type and every key that you've ever typed before. And I'm what? like, delete this app, Mom. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> this Man. is nuts. Yeah, and it's like, I'm betting that they're just covering themselves. Like, they probably don't actually do key logging, but I'm like, just right. in case, Mom, like, get that off. Like, we don't need to. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know how I got off on this tangent, but yeah, the the gifts are used in crazy. Some sometimes it's the super basic gifts that get used mm. the most. <laughs> so, and what I really like is it, it's a perfect way because you were saying like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, so I'm gonna try. It's it's a great um like what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of I guess just jumping off point, right? Like it's the yeah. inspiration where instead of just coming up with oh I want to make a gift today, it's like oh I'm watching because one of my favorite gifts of all time is the Gary got got and the Greg got got. Those are my favorite gifts of all time. Um, and it's just perfect. And it's great when they say like, hey, Corey, I want you to make a gift of this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting when they do that because a lot of it, I am the I'm the judge, jury, and executioner of a gift. And it's like, right. and it's like, I, I, I know immediately in my head if it works. And mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people, there are a few people, like kebabs is a great one who will send me mm -hmm. stuff all the time. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I love this. I'll use it. And then I'll shout them out um, in the comments of, of the GIF. And, right. uh, and sometimes it just doesn't work. But I feel like when the KF crew asks for it, I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make this work somehow. Even if I right. don't really like it. Like, there's one that I made. I feel like we ended up turning it around, but it really just didn't, like, nobody uses it. And it's uh, it's Greg's hand talking, and it's just a single, like, it's only Greg's hand in the entire frame talking about Tim. And so I kind of <laughs> just made the words come out of the hand, and, like, nobody uses it. But I that's one of the stories of, like, they said, they stopped the whole episode to say, hey, Corey, I keep hitting my mic. Um, You're good. The, hey, to say, hey, Corey, make this a GIF. And so I was like, okay, I can do that. And it just, right. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, in the heck, am I going to make this a, <laughs> like a gift that makes sense? And so it's just, I don't know. It's a lot of experimentation. It's a lot of finding myself in it um, and challenging yourself to figure out. Uh, and really one of my favorite things, the gift, uh, especially the kind of funny gifts um, mm -hmm. and the, and the fun house and the rooster teeth gifts too. But um, I feel like, you know, no shade on, on a gift house or Peter Hayes. They're both mm -hmm. amazing. I feel like we do the best job at the kind of funny crew of the GIF being um, the GIF in itself is a joke as yeah. well as the video. Like like the thing happening on cam is, is funny by itself, but I try my best to add on to it um, with like the Gary Got Got and making it Looney Tunes and, right. and having it balance. I think... Like what you're saying, it's perfect because the gifts enhance the initial joke, right? Yeah. So what you're doing is you're just create like like, I mean, certified hot isn't necessarily a joke per se, but just the certified and then the red hot. It just it it feels right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It definitely something like that was. There are some times that I I know as soon as something happens, I'm like, this is a great moment. Like, mm -hmm. and this is just a good evergreen gift that Fran can use from now on. And one of my favorite oh, yeah. things 
is uh, like blessing. You, you can really tell um, when I make a gif of somebody who uh, does, isn't part of kind of funny at the time um, in, mm-hmm. in blessing specific case, but it's right. like, I make one and then they're like, Oh shit. Like I got a gift now. And like, yeah, it, I it's, got a, gift. it's a simple thing, but it's like, you can type in your own name on the gift keyboard and something will pop up. And it's like Ray Narvaez has been gift a million times, but for some reason, like on the kind of funny one, he like commented and thanked me. And I was like, dude, if 15 year old Corey saw that Brown man himself was thanking me, like he would not believe it. (laughs) At this point, it's a rite of passage. If you're going to be on a kind of funny camera, you're going to get gift or or at least that's the goal. The goal is to be gift by Corey. And it's so weird to think about that. Like from, from my perspective, because it's like, I'm just a, just a big fan boy. And so it's, it's super weird. And like, I called my dad, uh, actually, this was, or yeah, yeah, it was my dad. I called my mm-hmm. dad um, on the way home from work yesterday, and I was like, you would not believe it, okay? In the Justice League, in review, Greg had a flash question, and he said, Corey Cudney, ask me. And so I DM'd him immediately, because I, I was like, I was like, I can answer this question. No, he yeah. doesn't have super strength. I can answer this. <laughs> um, and so it was just, I told my dad, I was like, it's like, it's kind of regular, like it's not regular at all, but like it's also kind of regular, like it's just at, at this point as regular as it could be, I guess. But but yeah, it's super well, weird. I, I think you're up there, you know what I mean? Like at least from, from the outside looking in, it seems like you're definitely one of those those top <laughs> names, you know what I mean? Like you're up there in the echelon of kind of funny Hall of Fame, I would say. I was thinking about this, A, that's freaking nuts to hear. Um, uh, but anyway, I was taking a shower the other day and I was like, it's really weird that there are people like Emmett Watkins Jr. that are mm-hmm. going for the up-and-comer who he specifically cited me as a reason why he has to bring his game. And I just remember sitting at home for the whole kind of funny prom, Blessing and and, uh, and Emmett Watkins Jr. feud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, Because I was still just a lurker at that point, too. And it's right, like, right. now that he knows me and he follows me and, and it's just... The whole thing is is insane, and I I do the same thing at my job all the time, where I'll just catch myself like laughing at the situation that I'm even in, and I'm like, this is right. weird. Like I just don't understand it. So well, that's awesome. Well, I think it's much deserved. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, man. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Good. So then, are you are you watching like all the shows? Like, are you at work and they're kind of playing in the background? Because it seems like you're always on top of those gifts. Yeah. So for the most part, there are some, I, I joked about this with Kyle on, uh, on his podcast, best friends talk mm-hmm. funny. Um, you can definitely tell the shows that I don't watch as religiously, like games daily, um, just happens to be at the time. So, so at my work right now, I get to mm-hmm. work at like nine and I am hella productive from like nine to noon. And it's, I've just All been right. like this now for like five years for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And my productivity kind of drops unless like we're in the middle of something that like has to get done. And then I'm like, right. okay, I'm going to keep going. But around noon, my productivity kind of just drops anyway. So I'll be working at something and I'm lucky enough to be at a job where I have three monitors set up. And awesome. so I have uh, dedicated for, you know, that time. Uh, if I'm doing something in After Effects, it's super easy because it's I just have it on a two-monitor setup, so my third mm. monitor is free anyway, and I just throw right. uh, games daily up on there. But Premiere is a little bit harder. I have to move my program monitor down. Right. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm trying to watch everything. There are some things like today's uh, screencast where I was like, 
okay, well, I'm just not huge. Well, what show were they doing? Um, it was the, um, the P, not PS I Love You. Uh, this is, nope, The Boys, All the Boys I Loved Before. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm just not that into that and the whole episodes mm-hmm. around that. So I'm like, okay, right. I, I will stay logged in because, you know, they need those retention numbers. Oh, of course. But, of course. <laughs> but uh, I'll just mute it and go to a different tab, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for the most part. And then if something is live streamed on YouTube, so like any of the Patreon stuff or like PS I Love You XOXO, if it goes to YouTube, is live streamed on YouTube and then gets uploaded to YouTube, um, right. those are a little bit tougher because I either have to use OBS or I have to wait till the whole thing's done, uh, mm-hmm. copy the, the link and then just download the video as a whole. But that's like, you know, 500 megs of a download right. by itself. Yeah, no, I feel you. So it's like anything on Twitch immediately has a better shot of me gifting it out, especially if it's a special event. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of their, a lot of their live streams, I try to do so. Um, a lot of their like actual, like, Special live streams, I should say. Right. Um, like the January yeah. live streams, the anniversary live streams. Yeah, exactly. And then extra life. Sometimes, like with the extra live stream, um, I was just feeling especially froggy at the end of that. And I was like, okay, well, I have all these clips downloaded. Let's make a minute and a half like highlight video. Nice. And so I just buy a song off of Pond 5 and then get after it. Because at the end of the day, I just freaking love editing. And then yeah. I've grown to, uh, as a fan, but also now working with them and stuff, uh, I just love the KF crew. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I can just combine my two loves, like I'm always going to do it. And I waste, oh, a Satur- sure. I waste a Saturday doing it, but like yeah. I freaking love it. So and it's an excuse. It's like an ex- excuse to get into your habit. Like it's your fix yeah. to get the drug. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're just at home editing and then you're like, man, I got to eat lunch. Like I haven't eaten at all today. I've been there. I, there was one time I made a video, like I was, it was like my first year away at college and -hmm. I was super bored. I still didn't really have any friends. I wasn't doing anything. I was sitting in my dorm room and I just got this, this spark of inspiration. It was not a great spark, but do you know that (laughs) gif where it's like the two Spider-Men and like on top of each other and one slapping the other's butt? Yes, I do. I know that one. Okay. So there was one where it was like someone cut the slaps to Thousand Miles the, the, when the piano would play. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So I, was just, I just had that spark of inspiration, and I spent like five hours meticulously cutting it to the entire music video. Oh, my god. And then gosh. like strategically, yeah. So it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I have class, but damn, did I have a lot of fun. It's so good. And that's I've told so many video editors this, like budding video editors this. It's like when you get that, and even if you think like nobody's going to watch it, freaking do it because mm. the one of the videos that I can attribute probably the most to my success uh, in my editing career is a video that I made right after I got hired at the news station. And it mm. was the first time I'd ever gotten paid to edit full time. So it was okay. like because before then I worked at Best Buy and I was just editing like as a passion at home. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it changes to where you're doing this and you're going to be sat in front of a computer all day with Premiere. So get used to it. And so (laughs) I was dealing internally with the fact of like, oh, is this what people talk about when it's like when you do what you love for work? Like it actually does kind of take some of the enjoyment away. I was like, is this what people are talking about? And then like three months in, I got just a spark of inspiration to make a video about um, a a WWE wrestler, Finn Balor. Um, mm. He was hurt at the time, so I wanted to make a WWE-like package, video package, um, about okay. how he got to where he was, and then like 
the video would end with him getting hurt, him announcing that he had to relinquish the title, and everybody mm -hmm. saying, thank you, Finn. Uh, WWE has some of the best video packages out there. If you're, if you're a budding video editor, or even if like you're not, um, definitely look at some of the, some of those video packages. Their production quality is really good. It's amazing. And so I just spent like a weekend, like you're saying, where it was like, I just stayed up too late and I was like not eating, but I was mm -hmm. like in a passion fueled rage and it was for no other reason than I wanted to see this thing through. Right. And uh, I have put that on my portfolios and stuff. And somehow this thing I made like three months into my professional quote, professional editing career right. is the one that uh, my now boss named Brad um, showed me before my in-person interview that he was like, mm -hmm. He was like, hey, when you do your portfolio review in front of like a lot of the company people, he was like, show this one and tell them the story about how, you know, you did it on your own time. Because that's what mm -hmm. a lot of your bosses want to see, that you have the passion for it and you're willing to sacrifice like your own time for it. And like you right. have you have the drive and the passion to make something and then. I'm lucky that it ended up being really good, but like mm -hmm. it was one of those things that I had a YouTube channel at the time after the five years I had gotten like mm -hmm. maybe 300 subs. And mm -hmm. so I threw this video on a personal channel with no subs and it naturally like got 6,000 views. And I was like, what the heck, man? I don't even know That's what I'm a, doing anymore. I know it's, what you mean. I know what you mean. It's crazy. That's and that I admire people who do content uploads and tagging for a living because I have that. It still just is over my head. I don't understand. Baffles it. me. It baffles me. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I gotta ask Barrett about it sometime. Be like, yep. hey man, what do y'all? Well, doing? And I think what, what's cool, like making those videos, like especially when you did your portfolio review, even if they don't get seen, even if they're bad, you have that period of growth where you can watch yeah. like the first video and see your latest. And like, oh, there is like you're growing, you're getting better mm -hmm. at that. There was a conference that I went to um, last year, and it was it was mainly about a program called Cinema 4D, but mm -hmm. they did have a lot of really good information for people like me, who everybody in the crowd was uh, independent contractors. And so uh, they, okay. they had a lot of freelancer advice, and I was like, I'm not a freelancer. I don't know if I ever want to be a freelancer. It sounds stressful as fuck. Um, yeah. But he had a really good piece of advice that, in my opinion, it kind of goes a little too far. But okay. I think I think he comes from the right place, at least in my experience, um, mm -hmm. where he said, if you don't hate what you did last year, maybe you didn't grow as much as you should have. And I think that's a little harsh. <laughs> I think Fair. it's a little harsh. But I like I like the the bedrock of what he's saying, because it is mm -hmm. true. Like if I look at the commercials I made at the news station, I'm like, oh my God, those are terrible. We aired that? That looked yeah. horrible. What the heck? And like, it's it's something that I try every day, you know, to go in into work or whatever with a fresh face and be like, let's learn some stuff today because this is fun. What I get to yeah. do at the end of the day is just fun. Like, mm -hmm. and, and even if you're just doing it as a passion, like I think you should go into every project like that. Like, this is just fun. You know, I'd, I am lucky enough to enjoy doing this thing that, I get joy out of, and I think that's mm -hmm. cool. Whether you're an editor or, or a painter or a chef or whatever, like, yeah, it's it's just so there's something very unique about getting like just going into something that you have a passion about. Again, yeah, I'm it, going off on a tangent, but <laughs> no, you're fine. It's it's great stuff. It's great stuff, and, it, it, and it's 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 the telling yourself that mental switch of like I'm doing this because I want to, mm -hmm. not because I have to. Yeah, I'm, and having that can just change. Like, I'll be honest, there are a lot of times when I sit down, I'm like, oh, I. 
as a recent media graduate who doesn't have a job in the field, like, oh, I have to do these things. But as soon as yeah. I tell myself I have to, it becomes, it becomes oh, well, a I'd, job. Rather, I'd rather do this or like, because I have to, like, that is really scary. But telling myself mm. like this, with this podcast, I want to do this for the best friends. And it just, it changes the mindset of why you do it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, a, a piece of advice that I can give to that end um, is that it, it sucks but you are going to have those days where you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just making lower thirds today. That's my entire job. I'm making lower thirds and it's going to suck. It's not even going to suck, but it's going to be boring. Like I just, right. I'm not going to get it's gonna anything It's going to be mundane. Yeah. And it's like, those are, those days are going to happen, but you're also going to have days where it's like, this is amazing. I get to, you know, edit this awesome piece or whatever. Yeah. And you know, so that's, that's one of those things that, like you said, have the right mindset, but I think also, you know, those days are going to happen. You don't, don't fret when those do happen because they inevitably will. <laughs> right. It can't be perfect all the time. Or else exactly. Something's weird. Yeah. So, yep. So we've learned a little bit. Like, so what is your, your work history per se? Like, I know you said you went from, so did you go like from school to Best Buy then to the new station, now certain affinity, or like, was there some, some freelance periods or gap periods or whatever? Yeah, so uh, when I was in high school, I did just basic high school kid stuff. I worked mm -hmm. at a movie theater and stuff like that. And nice, so did I. And, Wonderful times. Man, it's it's. I I started at the movie theater the weekend after Avengers, and it was like two weekends before uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, and snap. it was like one of the, or maybe I got those reversed, but um, they came out like right on the other side of each other. And uh, I remember my manager at the time was like. You're kind of starting at the deep end here, but like, we're going to get you through this. Yep. <laughs> and it was fun. They were very strict. It was the strictest place I've ever worked where they, they like <laughs> counted your freaking popcorn tins at the end of the night. They counted Whoa. your, yeah, they counted your uh, soda cups. It's like, if it didn't match up with the register, you're screwed. You didn't ask for wow. a hot dog. You didn't ask them for a hot dog. You, you get right, written up like you there. They Whoa. and there was one time I didn't ask somebody for a hot dog. And the lady had such a shit eating grin. And she was like, I want to see your manager. And I was oh like, come God. on, lady. Come on. And yep. I ended up getting written up for it. And I was like, this sucks. It's horrible. Anyway, so <laughs> then I worked at a golf course for a little bit. Um, and then my senior year of high school, I started at Best Buy which okay. uh, helped a lot more than I ever thought it would in this, in this like line of work. I was already okay. editing for like, uh, I, I had been an editor for like three years at this point, And I was like, mm. man, I can tell you all about editing. Cause I learned so much about, I worked at computers. I wanted okay. to work, uh, in the gaming area. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, the guy interviewing me was like, okay, well, we don't need anybody in inter in video games, but we need somebody in computers. Do you like computers? And I was like, I guess. And he was like, all right. And so I like it enough to get this job. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll take it, man. It was, it was nuts. That was, so that job, I went from getting paid seven twenty five at the golf course to $10. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm rich. I got so Dude, much money. We got a high roller over here. Yeah. I was like, this is brilliant. I love it. And so I worked there for two years um, and uh, I had graduated high school, went to college and I did all of my college associates two years uh, in Best Buy. They were very awesome about working around my schedule. And uh, I applied for the news station. They needed an mm -hmm. editor and I was like, I can do it. Let's go. And so right. they brought me on and, and I worked for two years and it was awesome. I got to make a lawyer fly like Superman and it talk about, so the gifts, I, I'm, I say this all the time with the gifts that I, 
I want to do something. Let's see if I can do it. No pressure if I can't do it. Let's see if mm-hmm. I can. The news station, however, imagine a personal injury lawyer who's like, I want you to make me fly like Superman. You script it. We're going to film the thing. And if you don't know how to make me fly like Superman, you're screwed. You're going to make yeah. me fly. Hey, and you will or will not, you will do this. Yeah. And it was tough. Like there was some, there was some times where it's like, I just don't know how to do this. It, it's mm-hmm. rough. But like the Superman one specifically is a really good example because it's a great example of how little things can throw you off, but then you learn all kinds of stuff where like mm-hmm. they bought a insignia to iron on this guy's cape, but it's capeless silk. And they didn't realize that until the, the morning of. And so mm-hmm. they were like, can you just like add it in post? And I was like, sure, whatever. Let's just do yeah. whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so of course, like the shot that we film is him walking in the Cape flowing, like yep. majestically in the wind. And so we do all the stuff and I cheat it. I hella cheat the, uh, the Superman thing where mm. I just have him jump up and then I just freeze frame him at max, whatever, Cut yep. his little his little shape out, and then just make his PNG fly. Go up. up. Which, if you ever watch Corridor Digital, uh, reacts to good and bi- bad CGI. Apparently, that's what the Supergirl people did too. But they caught a no lot kidding. more flack for it on one Probably of the episodes. So. <laughs> and uh, for the for the cape specifically, uh, Brian Beam, who used to work at Rooster Teeth at the time, mm-hmm. um, had a really good uh, tutorial about doing planar tracking and, and 3d planar tracking this thing. And so I worked for like three days trying to map this capes movement and I ended up getting it on there and it looks really convincing. Some of the most proud stuff I've ever done. The commercial doesn't look great, but it's, it's just a good example of like how, how necessity can make you like how just pure curiosity can make really good stuff. But sometimes like mm. your job is threatened and you have to do this. Oh yeah. It's down to the line. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I got to, you know, make stuff for Chick-fil-A, which was really cool and make stuff awesome. for like that guy. And I'm trying to think of other cool stuff. Oh, we like, um, did a bandito shoot where we were on a okay. desert and like, that was for Rosa's cafe. If you've ever eaten there, it was great. It was Not. some really good times. And my boss at the time left and I'm one of those people that like, I like once I get settled in something, I really like that thing. And Mm -hmm. when my boss was leaving at the time to put it in perspective, we were very lackadaisical in like a lot of what we did. We're like, Mm -hmm. we would leave like an hour early. And my boss was like, ah, just, just put on your, whatever gets you to 40, just put that on your time card. And I'm like, okay. And uh, yeah, whatever, man. And so I was like, obviously a new boss ain't going to let me do that. So I was like, I got to buckle down and find something. So we went like three months without a boss while I was lucky enough to uh, find the certain affinity gig. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad we did because they warned me at the beginning. They were like, hey, this is going to take a little while. We like to really go through and and vet and make sure that you fit the culture and everything. Of course. And I was like, let's do it. And it was like three months later, three or four months later, I was having my my fourth and final interview, but it was an wow. eight, it was an eight hour interview. They just bring you in no for the day. No kidding. Yeah, it was it was very cool. So it was very overwhelming mm-hmm. um, oh, of as course. this as this kid who has never been in the gaming industry. I walk in and there's a giant Master Chief statue uh, nice. in the lobby because for for past context, it's uh, a studio founded by Max Hoberman who did the multiplayer suite for Halo 2, and then he left, and we made the map packs for Halo 2, 
and we made uh, a lot of the map packs for Halo 4 and stuff like that. And So just some of the greatest maps of gaming all time. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy, and it's like, like I said, like you think uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, we worked on. Call of Duty Ghosts, we worked on. Halo 2, Halo 4, Halo Reach, Halo Master Chief Collection. Like all the all the Halo 2 anniversary maps, I believe we were the ones who did those. Mm-hmm. Obviously way before my time, but like right. it's it's like crazy that there's like a Master Chief sitting in there and, and I walk in and they have a thumbprint scanner and I'm like, this place is amazing. And <laughs> it's it's crazy. And uh, yeah, we sit down and it's just you have eight interviews throughout the day. They're an hour long and they cycle mm-hmm. through. And um, by the time we got to lunch, it was crazy. Because uh, uh, one of the producers came up and he was like, "Hey, I'm I'm your I'm the producer of blah blah blah," and he just tells me this game I've never heard of. It's an unannounced game, mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And he was like, "Oh, have they told you you have the job yet?" And I was like, "Oh, no, no, they didn't." And Thanks for that. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah, I mean, I already signed like three NDAs at the time, so even if right. I hadn't got the job, like they I couldn't say a word to anybody, mm-hmm. but like. It was it was a super overwhelming day, and I listened to the Spider Man into the Spider Verse soundtrack a lot that day. It was very nice, perfect soundtrack. It was very good. There's I like to I don't know if you're this way. I'm just kind of insane in a lot of ways. But when when big moments happen in my life, I kind of associate like a song or two with that. Um, For sure. A, a great example was um, the uh, for Eleven Little Roosters Rooster Teeth production. Um, mm. I was an extra in the VR thing. And so I drove down like eight hours to go be in it. It was, it was literally like they put up a Google doc on, on the RT site and they're like, Hey, if you're available this day, like come on down. And so I did it and they sent me the information. It was the first NDA I'd ever signed. It was a rooster teeth NDA. And I was like, this is That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. It's nuts. And so I'm like, I'm like driving down and, uh, and I go and it's, three kind of long days. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. seven o'clock to whatever, but I think I, I, I think I told this story on the best friends talk funny, but it's just how small of a world we live in. Mm-hmm. I, um, I go and I obviously don't know anybody and there's like a group of people and it's like one girl and like three or four guys and we're just talking and overwatch had just come out. Nice. Um, it was 2016 and uh, so people were talking about Overwatch and this girl was talking about how much she liked Overwatch. And I was like, cool, I just got Overwatch on Xbox. What's your gamer tag? And she tells mm-hmm. me, I add her, we, uh, we go through the weekend or whatever. We, you know, meet the Funhouse people, blah, blah, blah. It's like mm-hmm. a whole thing. And then uh, fast forward, I don't know, four years, the gifts I think had just started. Mm-hmm. And I'm scrolling through uh, Twitter because it was... It was still at the point where it was like every one like was like amazing to me. And now like, it's still amazing to look at how many likes it gets, but like, I don't freak out at every one anymore. It's Mm kind of get complacent with it. But, uh, I was like, I know this girl. And I, I messaged her. I was like, I was like, we were, you were at the, you were at the, uh, at the thing. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. So I followed her and then, um, all of a sudden the kind of funny guys start talking about her and Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do they know this girl? Like that's, that's (laughs) weird. How do they know her? And they're like, man, she has this really funny general grievous TikTok." And I was like, I was like, what? This is nuts. And I click on it and I'm like, Oh, it's Chloe. 
And so like, I was like, I met Chloe like four years before she ever like became a part of the kind of funny, like whatever it's called. And it's just, it's weird. And even the, I, the wheels turn because you don't know if she was always like this, but she was always like this because (laughs) when we were in at the 11 little roosters thing, we were just talking and they were like, Oh, who's here from the farthest. And I had that shooed in. I was from Amarillo, Mm -hmm. Texas, like nine hour drive. And then this girl over here is like, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And I'm like, Oh my God. Just, I I think on a whim, she flew down, which later, if you kept up with your Chloe lore would become one of her, (laughs) one of her famous moments where she just on a whim decided to fly to RTX. So Mm -hmm. she's known for doing that. She's, (laughs) you know, it's, she's got her thing. It's not a shit. It's just thing. it's personal who she is. It's 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 a lifestyle that you live by. I, again, I've said this a lot tonight. I don't know how we got here, but I like it. <laughs> you know, we're go we're we're weaving in and out of the tales in which you tell. Yeah, I'm loving every moment of it. Uh, so obviously, you've been following like Funhouse and and Rooster Teeth a lot. So uh, is that kind of how you found kind of funny, or is that more of an IGN thing? Like, what's your history there? Yeah. So. Um, when I was, before I got into video, my big mm-hmm. thing was I wanted to be a video games journalist. Mm-hmm. I, when the uh, Halo anniversary came out, Combat Evolved anniversary, I was w- writing for a site um, and I wrote a review for that. I think I gave it like a nine out of 10, which I was laughing at later on where I was like, of course I, 14 year old Corey gave it a nine out of 10. It's Halo. Well, like, of course, well, yeah. it has to get that score. I, uh, I was a part of like two different websites. I was writing and all, all the time, one of my biggest inspirations was Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty. They were like mm-hmm. the faces of IGN. Right. And uh, it, it's just one of those things I was telling Kyle about this, that like I didn't really watch beyond. I just knew I liked those people mm-hmm. until they did their kind of funny or we're leaving IGN video, which right. still to this day pops up in my head. I like called my brother and I was like, Hey, those IGN guys are leaving. And he was like, who? And I was like, Greg Miller and Colin Moretti. My brother and I both liked Colin because his name yeah. sounded cool, which is a weird it is way a cool to, name. It is. It is, which is a weird reason to like somebody, but you know, it's there. And we all liked Greg, but you know, everybody liked Greg. Right. And, uh, as with, I feel like a lot of people, I kind of funny was kind of my first introduction to Tim and Nick. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was very interesting to see. And so I followed them. And as soon as they did that, I was like, okay, well this guy's from beyond. Like, let's, I'm going to go back. And so I started watching those and I watched, you know, um, was it beyond 300? That was Greg and Colin's last. Think so. Because it has, I it was a milestone. The, one. Yeah, I can picture the the thumbnail, the very famous, right. in my opinion, thumbnail with their shadows on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like it was very well done. And uh, yeah, no, so I didn't watch Beyond when it was coming out. I watched it after the fact, but I admired Greg and Colin because I wanted to be a games journalist. Yeah. So I feel like I have the same story everybody does, but with a slight twist on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I followed them to kind of funny. I was there, you know, the first day, and I like I was saying. Um, on the best friends talk funny. Like I wish I knew, even though it's like a, it's like a nothing thing. I mm. wish 15 or whatever, how old I, however old I was. I wish right. that Corey knew about sub streaks back yeah. then, because I would love to have been a, to have, cause I subbed for like three months and then I dropped it. I was like, okay, cool. These guys are 
off to a great start. They don't need me anymore. Like I'm good. And I'm like mm -hmm. a 16 year old kid getting money right. from a movie theater, like whatever. <laughs> and, uh, so I stopped, but Corey now is like, you're an idiot back then because like, I don't know. It would like my little, my little sub badge would be so much cooler now. Yeah. And Your icon, the, the legacy. Yeah, exactly. You'd have it. And it was like, I, I had a different Twitch handle back then of blackjack 1214. Mm -hmm. And it was like totally different. And right. it, it's one of those things. I wish I knew which one it was, but the first time that my YouTube channel at the time, um, had a sponsor, I, the first people that I thought to tell was call it in Greg. I'd call it a Greg live. So I tipped, okay. I tipped and they said it out loud and it was like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, this is amazing. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And that was, like I said, I wish I remembered like even the time period. Cause like I would be fine diving into some of these videos, you know, whatever, mm. but I don't even know. I guess I could look back Where at to start. Like, emails. Yeah. I don't Bro, know. That's a good point. I mean, if it's archived in email, you can just cross-reference the dates yeah see if i got because i feel like they'd have to email you a receipt for a tip you know what i mean like not the think. not the kf guys but like the whatever the service they were yeah twitch right. or whoever they were running through yeah no i don't know but yeah so that's i've been following them since day one and it was me getting the news station job allowed me to watch every day because before then i was a I was a like scrolling through YouTube and like, Oh, kind of funny. I like them. Like, let's see what they're mm -hmm. up to. Um, and then as soon as I got the news station job, I was able to become an everyday watcher. And then I subbed and then I really, really, um, started making the gifts and everything. And that's, it was like the week that I started making the gifts or it was like the week before or the week after something like that. I remember I emailed Greg and I was like, Hey man, how do y'all find your freelance editors? Cause I know mm. Roger, Roger Percorni and Aaron, right. uh, Aaron was, was freelance editing for them at the time. Mm. And, uh, I'll never forget it. He emailed me. He was like, Hey man, we'll keep you in mind later on. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about this a couple months ago and I was like, man, within two years, it's one of those things. If you would have told me two years ago, it's like in two years, like you will have made a freelance video for them. Like, I wouldn't have believed it. It's, it's That's nuts. Cool. It's it's just so much can happen in that short period of time. Yeah. Like no kidding. Like it's, I went from, I was sitting in a Whataburger when I sent that email. I remember it. I was sitting at a Whataburger line. Uh, Cause there was one right next to my apartment. It was like, oh, that's before, dangerous before that's dangerous. I lost. Oh, it was horrible. It was, so since moving to Austin, if any of y'all has, has followed my Twitter, I have decided uh, that I wanted to lose weight. And so I've lost like 85 pounds or something. And you've over the, crushed it. Oh, thank you. And it's, it's been like a whole thing. One of the easiest things that I cut out was my fast food intake because mm -hmm. the apartment that I had right before moving here was next door to a Whataburger. And I worked like down the street from a Whataburger and a McDonald's and a church's chicken were all like right yep. there. So I never brought lunch. I just had fast food right. every day. Right. And it was like, I would have Whataburger at lunch and then I would come home and be like, I don't want to make my hamburger helper. I'm going to go have Whataburger. <laughs> and it's like, it's a far cry from now. It's like, I have a dumb salad for lunch and I come home yeah. and I have, you know, make black bean salad. burgers. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. So it's, it's, I don't, Yes, yeah, the 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 email. That's that's where it came from. Was the Waterburger? <laughs> Plus, every every time. So so the first time I went to Texas was for my first RTX, probably in 2012, 2013, maybe. Okay. Maybe? Sometime uh, around there. 
2012 was like the first time they were in the convention center. 2013 was my first one because 2011 was the first one at the uh, at the office. At the okay, so I think it was probably 2013. It might have even been 2014. One of those times because I know nice. I was like just out of high school. But the first thing me and my friends did is we went to Whataburger. Because it was like, yeah, it was like right, like the first bus stop by the airport. Uh, uh, it was like we were we were staying in that embassy right by the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, so we just walked over to Whataburger. It was right there, and it became like a staple. So like every year we went to RTS, <laughs> the first thing we would do when we land was go to Whataburger. So I totally That's understand. Awesome. It's I didn't have a Whataburger obsession. I so I grew up in Midland, Texas, for a long time, okay. and then for high school I moved over to Amarillo, Texas. And I didn't have a Whataburger problem until I moved out on my own. And I was like, Mm -hmm. everybody talks about Whataburger. I'm going to try Whataburger. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks, man. It was, there's spicy ketchup. It's so good. Like they just bring it out on a tray and there's so much of it. Yeah. And it's like, they just, their burgers are amazing. Like I just, the only problem the very, very fattening. It's like one of those burgers, like 1,700 calories. And you're like, wow, yeah, this it's, is my, it's a my entire burger. account. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've, I, But I love it. And it's, I haven't had one in over a year. And one day, no I'm going to go back. It's it's It was an addiction for a little. I told you. Like That's I fair. said, That's fair. I had it twice in a day. Like That's I cannot fair. overstate how crazy. And like... You know how large the large drinks are. I'd get a large mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper, bring it back to work, and then just sip on that sucker all day. So it's like yep. I'm having a 42-ounce Dr. Pepper and a double meat, double cheese burger for lunch. It's like, this is not good. How did Corey make it past age 22? I don't even know. Well, he's successful now. Slim, trim, he's good to go. He's <laughs> two salads a day, getting those greens in. <laughs> Thor, this is no shit. Uh, Thor's mom in Endgame was one of the big um, was one of the big uh, proponents for me to be like I'm gonna start eating salads for lunch because one okay. of the, one of the throwaway jokes she says is like for the love of God eat a salad eat a salad that's a good for point. some reason that stuck with me I don't know it's those little things see out of it's all the, the lessons things. to get in Endgame you got that's the most the important one, I one. Got. eat a salad eat a salad man they're good you get the right salad it's delicious. Well, Corey, you've got a wealth of experience, and I think one big thing about the uh, Up and Comer program is kind of getting some more of that. Is there something you're really looking forward to getting out of the Up and Comer experience? Uh, well, I think one of the big things out of the kind of funny guys, uh, mm-hmm. over just overall, in my opinion, is just how good they are at hosting yeah. and everything. And I think it's one thing uh, to watch them, but I think it would also be really cool to to just witness it. Um, mm-hmm. But also like. Uh, Greg always says to Blessing, and I completely agree um, that Blessing is just killing it, um, uh, being 100%. there and everything. And 100%. it's been amazing to watch. And so, like, kind of, uh, like, being in that situation to try to bounce off of Greg and stuff like that, I think is, mm-hmm. A, a really cool thing. And, B, I want to, in one of my pitches I talk about, uh, having a comics cast one last stand or a comic book club one night stand. Yeah. Um, and so... A, bouncing off him with video game stuff is awesome. But B, I want to bounce off him with stuff with like the DC superhero world because this is something mm-hmm. that he's obviously lived his entire life in. And I don't know, probably since I was like 12, I've, well, really I've always been inundated with comics, but I was a Marvel kid for most of it. And okay. then with the 2014 Flash series, I was like, hey, Flash Rebirth is about to start in the comics. I'm going to jump mm-hmm. in. So for the last six years, I've been 
almost full DC. I'll, I'll jump into Marvel um, for, for little stuff. Mm. But like overall, I feel like DC has been absolutely crushing it. So, you know, I want to chat with them about that. But also, everybody talks about Nick's After Effects skills. Mm-hmm, I love true. I love After Effects. Nick is really good at After Effects. I want to see, I want to watch, not like watch him, not like watch, but like watch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course. Him, him work on a project, because I think that would be awesome to, to get to see something uh, in the vein of like a PS I Love You XOXO, or even just open the project. Let me look at it. You know, show me. Yeah. What are you afraid of, Nick? Just show me the project <laughs> files. <laughs> let me uh, see your process, man. Yeah, let me see it. Uh, but stuff like that, they're all great editors. I mean, Tim and Nick, uh, or sorry, Tim and Andy and stuff like mm-hmm. that are, are, they're phenomenal editors, you know, just being able to sit in um, that environment and be able to edit with them and stuff like that, I think, I think would really, because I feel like I lend myself towards comedic editing, uh, mm-hmm. but everything that Andy does for KFAF is absolute gold. It really is. Um, so I just, you know, I, I just want to see their process and a lot of stuff, you know, filming a lot of that stuff and mm-hmm. uh, getting a lot of the behind the scenes is really cool. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about in this sense, but I know at work we're looking into some streaming possibilities. So okay. being able to look and see what they do because they literally do this all day, every day and, mm. and being able to see it at work in person and, and be a part of the machine is also would be a fountain of knowledge to bring back. And oh, be of like, course. Be like, yeah, this is like a really cool tip that they do. You know, do they mm. use the little, the little Elgato switchboard? I don't think so, but you never Probably know. Not. I think <laughs> a little more beefy than that. Yeah. They just have that like little eight, the little four by four guy. Pressing the little Kevin, programmable Kevin's buttons. Just like psh, 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 taking, taking cams. <laughs> I can totally understand why he's so like, Oh, the board's broken. It's like, Oh, well just, you know, it's just like a little bigger. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, though, I feel like the whole thing would just be super, super knowledgeable. The like knowledge inducing, I guess would be a good way. Of to course. Put it. Um, yeah, no, I just, I'm, I, I answered somebody who, who asked me, uh, on the first pitch video where they, where they were like, well, there's not really like a consistent theme. Like, like last year they did a games and they did a prime. Right. And I was like, I don't know, but they haven't mentioned it. And I feel like, I feel like, the fact that they haven't mentioned it, I'm taking a cue from that, that that we haven't necessarily moved on from that model, but mm-hmm. maybe in a sense we have, you know what I mean? Where right. it's like, you take somebody like Andy, who does uh, all the games content, but also works on Prime stuff all the time too. And I think to to maximize what I could do for the crew, I think that would be the best route about it. Um, and then like the other big reason I would want to go is, is to have the chat with blessing that I think would be absolutely fascinating. I think that's um, a great idea. That's that's, that was like, I had two, two ideas off the bat that were like, this is kind of mixing in the, the pitch video and this, but well, of had, course, cause maybe people haven't seen the pitch video. So definitely give, give yeah. them the deets. So I had two videos, two ideas when I first, uh, started this. So I, uh, I was like going into this, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. Like it's knowing what they do. They haven't really had historically an editor on, Mm. um, but you know, whatever. And then people like, um, Cameron Kennedy expressed his, you know, want to do it. 
And then Matt Batson posted his thing that they showed um, on the uh, the second January kind of funny live stream. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Like editors are doing it. And at the end of the day, like I do host podcast. I've hosted radio at college. I did it for mm. like two years. You know, I, I made YouTube videos for five years where I yeah. was the host. So it's like, I have a lot of hosting experience. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Let's freaking try it. And then I was like mm. thinking, okay, what in the world can I bring to the table? And it's like, well, I love flash. So I know that they just killed the Greg comic book club. Um, and he made a lot of like very specific points to point out like, Hey, we're still going to talk about it in Greg way. And so far right. in the one he did talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, but I think it'd be really cool to combine my love of comics and wrestling and do a comic book club one night stand where we talk about the best flash stories because I know mm. flash uh, I would hope to say in and out, but also when I get in the moment, I have a really bad habit of losing all of my knowledge like immediately, which is a bad I get habit. You. Totally. But get you. it's, it's one of those things that like, I would just love to do it. Um, and then my other thing that I had almost immediately was like, I work in the games industry. I just passed <laughs> my one year industry, uh, my one year anniversary at the games industry. And it's been crazy as somebody who, you know, lived his whole life, as a gamer to jump into the right. games industry. And then Greg was talking with blessing and said it a few times that they would really want a focus of the bless up series mm -hmm. to be, you know, his experiences being his first year, you know, really right. being in the games media side of things, going to the industry parties, getting the early copies of games, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it would be fascinating to talk with somebody who, just completed their first year, you know, I, I by no means make the games, but being a game developer, right. um, talking with a first year in the games media industry covering the games. And it's, mm. I think that would just be a great uh, uh, back and forth and you could do it on Gamescast or Games Daily. And, and so I was trying to use my, my skill set to really complement theirs that would get, you know, a good amount of clicks. Because at the end of the day, this kind of sounds weird to say, but at the end of the day, they're doing this and they're putting this content out there. So they're kind of expecting some return on investment. You know, they're flying you out okay. there and everything. It's still a business. Yeah, it's still a business. And so I was thinking like, okay, if this was my business, what kind of stuff could I bring to the kind of funny table? And that was the main two. And then I realized I like My Hero Academia. I think a lot of people like My Hero Academia. They and do. then I was just playing around and I noticed the kind of funny screencast has like a good point in the middle. And I was like, what if I made a kind of funny screencasts esque intro for my hero academia. And so mm -hmm. then I made the, my hero academia screencast logo, which was uh, in the vein of the, of the manga's logo. Right. And uh, the music hit worked perfectly. And I yep. was like, Initially, I had that as the second announcement. And okay. then I was like, I was like, I think this music hit works even better as a as a one so last good. thing. And it's so so I, good. I love it. It's it's the same feeling I had when I was making the kind of funny 2019 recap where mm -hmm. I chose the song and I was cutting it and I was like, I think this is really good. And then yeah. I I texted it to Tim and I was like, hold your breath. And Tim was like, dude, this is 
awesome. He was like, I yeah. cannot wait for people to, and I was freaking out. I was like, this is amazing. One of my things this year is I'm going to try to start trusting my gut a little bit more because I Good. feel like, I feel like I do a lot of self-doubting a lot where it's like, mm -hmm. I think that this is good, but I'm not sure I need another opinion. Right, and in a case like, in a case like that video, the second opinion would have been Tim's no matter what. But also right. I feel like you got to walk the line because I can't be cocky about it. You know what I mean? But like, I also right. want to be like, hey, I think this video is like really good. What do you think, man? Well, there's a difference between being cocky and confident. Yeah, exactly. And so that was just, I, I spent like two weekends making that video and I think, I don't know, I was really proud of it. And I think that it's, it's a really good like pitch deck. I think it, I, I oh, really, sure. I really like the three ideas. And I think that a My Hero Academia screencast episode would, like I was talking about earlier, would drive a lot of clicks. You would get a lot of people talking about it. Oh, of course. Um, and I feel bad about it. It dawned on me right after I uploaded the video. And then somebody even commented, they're like, you left Andy out of the My Hero Academia thing. And I was like, you know what? I know. So I put in my like breakdown later on. Mm -hmm. And really, I feel not bad. Uh, it's funny because I just took, and this everybody probably already knows this, but I just verbatim took how kind of funny promoted their kind of funny uh 4.0 stream where it's like right post you know this this thing and then i was just dropping little hints you know there's mm -hmm. in one of the pictures there's the there's a shelf of flash pic uh statues and the other picture it says go beyond plus ultra right um, in the first one it has the set that i filmed uh the video in front of which is just my shelving back there it looks great and thank you. Yeah, I was really happy. I bought one of those monster like um, uh, light cables, and okay. the blue light like worked perfectly. It really I, did. I recorded the whole thing um, on my webcam, and I then got back to editing. And I was like, "Wow, this footage looks like shit. I can't use this." And so all of the like cutaways in front of the shelf is all just my phone. Um, mm -hmm. with a dinky little XLR in my hand that doesn't even kind of match sound quality of the other ones. And I was... Oh, well, you know, I it was, sounds great. I, thank you. I was so critical. I was, I was talking to my boss at work. I was like, what can I do to make these work? And we were like going through trying to take synths away from these and like take mm -hmm. bass away from one of them. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, for some reason, I wanted to go and do a behind the scenes of making that. But, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was really fun. I freaking love those pitches. I think it would be absolutely amazing to be able to do them and, and like go in to the, to the studio and do like games daily every day and, mm -hmm. and you know, everything like that and, and do lend what I think I could help with. Um, yeah. like I said, my, my hero academia screencast is a great way for, even though I have a movie centric podcast, like I don't necessarily watch that many movies uh, or mm -hmm. TV shows. So it's like, how can I be on screencast and actually add something and be like the driving force of the show? And it's like, well, let's just talk about one of the things that I love most, like my hero academia. And it's, yes. it has such, such a passionate fan base. That I think you would find that uh, people would tune in in droves. I think. Oh, I think so. Uh, well, I mean, plus chat Barrett's a huge fan. Andy's a huge fan. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the fact that I think it's one of the best anime that is out right now. It's like so it's good, so good. I love it. I'm I'm so excited too. There, there were so many people who, and I didn't. 
It's so funny because I did not think that that would be the thing that got so many people's attention, but that was the thing. So I had like two people excited about the Flash cast, <laughs> but like so many people were like, My Hero Academia screencast, I'm in, let's go. And so I, I typed out so many times that night different variations of like, man, like I would freaking love to get to sit down and then just say, all right, you have an hour. Talk about My Hero Academia. And then it's oh, like, that'd be so good. let's talk about the arcs and what makes them work and what, you know, compare it versus other shit. And like, how they flip so tropes good. on their head, how every character actually yeah. has depth, how even the villain or like the rival actually like, oh, it's so don't good. Get, don't get me started on Bakugo My Hero Academia. starts out being like a dick and then at the, he's still a dick, but like, you know, like you're like, but hey, like man. he's a dick for like a re like, he's not like Vegeta a dick. He's like, yeah, like there's passion and there's strength and like, he is Deku, but he's like not Deku. He's like what Deku could. Oh, it's just, it's so good. I love it. I'm so excited. Two heroes comes out. I'm hella dating this, but two heroes comes out next Wednesday uh, to, th to theaters. And uh, the, in the trailer, the dub trailer that they released today, Bakugo mm. and Deku working together. And I'm like, fuck, let's do Dude, this. I saw, I saw um, One Justice in, in theaters. Yes. And yep, yep. this is going to be super spoilers for One Justice. So like, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, stop listening right now. Just but the, so good. you should just pause it, watch it, and then come back. <laughs> the, the double Detroit smash, I was losing my mind. Like, I was going to jump. Like, the whole theater just erupted. It was so crazy. The, the moment when, and, and I sympathized. So, before this series came out, and Deku just cries all the time. Yes. You, Breaks his arms. It's you're like, you're like, why is this kid crying all the time? And then now, I don't know why. I cry, like, every episode. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's it just crazy. hits you right in the feels. And so I'm at the movie theater uh, watching One's Justice, and I'm like, this is amazing. And then they have the moment of, of All Might striking the pose and then flying through, just and Deku's, forward. like, doing his thing. The, the girl next to me, who I did not know, I still to this day do not know, but mm -hmm. the girl next to me, just started bawling like as hardcore crying as you could imagine and i'm like girl i feel you like i like, feel you're right. you you're right that, yeah that's like the, that's, that's the so reaction good. that's the appropriate reaction when he when he asks young Midoriya, can you help me he's like sure like they have that in, oh it's just so I just good love it's it. such got, a good movie i just got goosebumps thinking about it because oh, it's, it's so, so good. good where it's like it's like that's the like they work together in the show but like that's the one where like they both go all out and it's it was the moment you've always been waiting for yes. like seeing deku run up and you're like oh i know it's not canon or whatever but like we're getting to see deku like go at full power and we're getting yeah. to see him work with all might slash his father figure it's just the greatest it's so it's, good it's so good it's like uh it's like uh now this is like hella spoiler this is like more recent spoilers but it's like when he went like pseudo super saiyan this season mm -hmm. and you're like this is amazing like come on give me this like and there's there's so many hype moments like when he did the one million percent yeah um, smash oh like there's just so many moments where that just, episode like, also made shit. me cry i freaking love oh, it that kid 100%. man i i like i didn't sympathize with the kid. i sympathize with the kid but also like come on you got water powers what are you doing yeah but like like I don't know, his just the actor's delivery of like my hero. I was like, oh, it's. So I was good. and when he's looking at Deku and Deku's just like all intense and he's like yeah. just saved him from this. Oh, it's so good. Ooh, See, boy. this has just become the My Hero Academia screen. You know cast. what? If if they don't do the My Hero screen, I, I'm I'm it's, all for you. I got you. I'm I'm freaking. I, yeah, I would be down for so much stuff, and that's 
I, I wanted to add a disclaimer at the end, but Twitter video just screws you over. But also, so limitation, bad. the mother of invention. I don't there think that's the saying. But, close um, enough, it works. Close enough. So I wanted to add a disclaimer. I was like, hey, man, these are just like possible pitches. So like, if the kind of funny guys like see this and like that doesn't fit like their MO at all and they just don't think that that's going to work, it's like I'd be more than happy like, going on games daily every day and like doing my thing and being like, Hey man, like I can talk about this. I've been following the industry, you know, forever. And it's, you're in it. Yeah. It's, it was just, it's yeah. I would love to just do pretty much whatever they wanted to, but those are like the three pie in the sky. Like, you know, these are the cool topics that I could think of. I think with this year's up and comer, I think last year was the first thing, you know, Greg was bringing a lot of young voices onto games daily. So that was kind of the purpose. And then the best friends were like, Hey, what about someone who doesn't necessarily want to be on games daily? What mm -hmm. I feel this year is, and I could be wrong. They've got the new studio. And one thing Greg had mentioned that really struck a chord with me is that they're going to have more people. They're not going to be like doing new hires right away. Maybe it's like one a year or whatever, but they're going to be looking for people to fill holes that they notice they have. Mm -hmm. So yep. Andy filled a hole. Uh, they needed more editing. They wanted to do more gameplay video. They needed more graphic design. That was Andy. Uh, they want to be doing more hosting. They're doing more shows on the docket. So they've hired Blessing. Uh, I think with your pitches, it, it fills holes that they have, right? You've noticed, hey, these are things I think we could, you could, you as the kind of funny, us as the best friends could benefit from. And with your editing skills, the more shows they have on the docket, the more you're willing to do there. I don't think the up and comer has to be games related or whatever. It can be the mm -hmm. editing. It can be the behind the scenes stuff. And I think your skills really lend well to that. Dang. Well, I, th I appreciate that a lot, man. Of That's course. awesome. I th thank you so much for, for saying the kind, the kind words. I I'm full of them. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm full of them. Yeah, no, it would be, it would be awesome. And like you said, it's just, it's one of those things that's like, I've been, you know, such a fan for so long and, and the gifts are my, like my admittedly small way of giving back, but it's just like, I love, I love being able to make stuff for the community and, and especially with, I keep going back to it, but especially with that, that 2019 recap video, it was mm. like, it was like seeing people's reactions to this was super awesome. I absolutely adore my job. What I get to do every day is mm -hmm. absolutely amazing, but I've worked now a year and some change and nothing I've made has gone out the door because it's all get, you know, sent to partners and stuff like that and publishers right. and all kinds of good stuff. So it's like really cool stuff, but not public facing stuff. So being right, able, you got to be quiet about it. Yeah. Being able to, to see people in live in real time, like react mm -hmm. to this thing that you made for, you know, a week and a half and poured your heart in to was like a super refreshing like thing for me. And I was like, I'm really glad that I was able to do this. And I cannot thank Tim enough for that. Really. I mean, really the entire kind of funny crew, like has given me way more opportunities than they ever, you know, needed to you know what i mean but well, and we thank you for all the endless amounts of like <laughs> i mean the gifts you don't have to make the gifts but you make them because you want to and and everyone in the best friend community benefits from them and the recap video it was phenomenal so thank you Corey, for taking your time <laughs> to do that well thank you it was it was very fun well, Corey, I think we have covered a whole lot of wonderful things. I think I know you a little bit better. I feel like the rest of the best friends know you a little bit better. Uh, thank you so much for sitting down and doing this with me. Is is there like any place where where can the best friends follow you to kind of keep up to date, see what you're doing, so when they can when when voting comes, they know, hey, I've seen all of Corey's stuff. I want him to be my man. 
Twitter.com slash Corey Cudney is probably the best place to go to um, at just at Corey Cudney. I'll post if I get a season two of just an editor up and coming, like you'll see that, you know, mm-hmm. I'll tweet about it. Um, the same thing when uh, when up and comer votes uh, or nominations uh, kick in later this year, I will definitely be be signal boosting that mm-hmm. um, and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying We'll see. I'm I'm thinking of some things I can do long term wise to try to uh, to try to continue and show you guys kind of some cool things that I can do. Awesome. All right. Well, everyone, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Kind of Funny Up and Comer podcast. If you know anyone who is running for an up and comer or you yourself is running as well, uh, hit me up. Let me know. You can uh, hit me up at the DMs or just tweet me at Josh Biddick on Twitter. I'll put links to all that sort of stuff wherever it's going to be on wherever the the episode is posted. Because at the end of the day, I want to use this as an ability to just share best friend stories and get everything out there. So that is everything I have for you all today. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a blast. I want to thank Corey again. Uh, And as always, have fun, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.